0: And I'm Allie. And it's About Time for True Crime. Hey. Hey. How are you guys doing? Hi. Yeah. How are you? How's your week been? Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Allie and I are just sitting here and admiring how light it is right
1: now at this time. We are so very much not used to being able to record especially in the afternoon and have it be daylight out. It normally looks like
0: Midnight. Yeah, the dead yeah. of night. The whole time. So th- that's been exciting. Um, I don't know you guys, our life is pretty boring right now. I feel like we don't have a ton going on pod-wise. Obviously, we're uh cranking out that content for you guys. We're looking at more merch and upcoming excitement that could be dropped soon. We um, are
1: absolutely loving the emails that we're getting from you guys and the hell feedback. Yeah. And so many pod pets. I think we got flooded with pod oh. pet pictures, which is just one of the nicest things you to like wake up to. Like makes my day.
0: Look, a bunch of notifications. Look. Oh my gosh. They're all of adorable pets. And
1: all their cute little names. I know. And then all their cute little nicknames that you really call them more than their real name.
0: Yeah. Ugh Mr. Nudie Bobooty. Yeah. Or Rootin' Tootin' Newton. <laughs> rootin' Tootin' Newton. I love that. There was a Snapchat filter that had like a cowboy hat and oh, like yeah. the little piece of hay sticking mm-hmm. out of your mouth. And we have so many photos of him with that filter on him. So he's Rootin' Tootin' Newton. I love that. Um. But actually, today's episode came from a listener request Ooh. over the email. Yes. The email.
1: The Who e-ma- am
0: I? Oh my. Wow. Do you think it's cool to do the alcohol? <laughs> Do you think
1: it's cool to read our email? You think doing pot is cool? You (laughs) think doing alcohol
0: is cool? The worst part of prison was the dementors. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, obviously we watch The Office a lot. How about you? Uh, (laughs) But uh, welcome to yet another week of About Time for True Crime. Hey. Um, again we are doing a listener request this week so hey and happy listening to Maya thank you for tuning in and for requesting this Maya actually sent this request over email but the reason she sent it was because she went to school with the murderer which is wild also this was considered an unsolved case until just like a few months ago Wait, really? Yeah. The final sentencing happened in October of 2022. Oh, my God. Tell me everything. I'm going to transport us to California and we're going to talk about the murder of Kristen Smart. Oh, my. I've never been to the West Coast. Yes. Oh, well, welcome. It's foggy. It's okay. um, warm. I believe there's a lot more bulk stores out there for shopping than okay. there are out here. Is gas like eight bucks a gallon? And- Probably. Okay. Um, But you might see like a cute little surfer. Ooh. Yes. But actually, we're going to 1977. Okay. And before I started this whole case, the background information, everything that happened, I just wanted to start this off with a quote from the attorney James Murphy for the Smart Family. He said, I look up at the moon and I think that kid's got to be buried real close. Oh, this case started in 1996 and it took until 2022. Wow. That's a long time. It's a really long time. It's unsolved. It took longer to actually catch the guy that did it than Kristen was even alive. Oh, and those things like that. Like known. Me. Like they knew. They just couldn't do Prove anything. Oh. Yeah. So let's talk. We're going to go to 1977, February 20th, 1977, which was the day that Kristen Smart was born. Okay. She's a cute little Pisces. Hey, babe. Um, Oh. z's, And I just wanted it known what kind of person she was. She was beautiful. I mean, she was only 19 when she passed. Only 19? She was 19. Oh, baby. And so her family was really the crux of her growing up. And their family was said to be so kind and so good and, like, well-meaning. Aww. Kristen actually was known to everyone in her hometown as, like, super sweet and so smart and kind. She was really funny, too. But she actually always got really good grades. And she was known to, like, help tutor people for things that they might not get or, like, just try to help her friends out with sweet, class stuff. Sweet girl. But also, and this like makes my heart happy. I believe there are three smart children, Kristen being the oldest, but she loved kids. She loved them so much. And her mom would talk about like how excited she was for her baby brother to be born and then later Aww. her baby sister. And she was talking about like, you know, how sometimes you have toddlers and you have to be like, OK, you're getting a baby sister or baby brother. And they're like, I don't want to share like, so, like you know, it's just me. Right. Love me send it back. And nope, none of that. Oh my Aww. gosh! My aunt said that she wished my mom was a dog. <laughs> she was like, "Can you get a dog instead? <laughs> Dogs would just be
1: like easier, and they shit
0: outside, and <laughs> and they don't cry in my bedroom." Yes. Anyway, but didn't, no, didn't work
1: that out for her, huh? Not
0: so much for Kristen. She was so excited, which is cute because my brother was also really excited because, like, I'm the best. But I'm sure her younger siblings were really great too, right? Um, <laughs> are really great too, and so. Kristen not only loved kids and that she like was super excited about her baby siblings, but she also babysat for like the entire neighborhood. Mm. Um, in fact, it was in the Your Own Backyard podcast that I listened to that they talked about the fact that she was like the neighborhood favorite babysitter mm. because she would do like interactive activities with the kids and she was just said to be like really well-meaning, good-hearted and like very interactive. She cared about them. She wanted them to have a good time. They'd always get to bed on time, like, you know, the whole thing. And according to a family friend, um, one time when she was babysitting for them as like a teen, she was waiting outside when the mom got home and the mom was like freaking out. Right. She's like, oh, my gosh, like maybe there's an emergency is one of my kids hurt. Like I'm going to walk into like a mess or something. And Kristen was just apologizing profusely for spilling a little bit of nail polish. Oh, it. Oh, like it just got my heart. Like she was obviously such just like a sweet little She's thing. She's one of us. Yeah. She lit up a room and she worked as a lifeguard. She worked as a summer camp counselor um, and she actually moved a lot as a kid until they ended up kind of settling around the California area area. Her parents were teachers in the military, so they would teach kids of, you know, other military personnel kind of traveling all over the place, Mm -hmm. which is why Kristen was actually born in Germany. Oh, very cool. But she ended up moving to California with her family, at least for high school. But I think it might have been a little bit before that, too. So, like, I don't know if there was some middle school time in there, but yeah, she did. She was in Germany and then moved to California. And Kristen loved drawing. And specifically, she loved drawing buildings because she had a little passion in her heart to be an architect. Mm-hmm. So she would draw, like, these beautiful pictures of all the buildings around, like, the school, her house, like, all of that. Oh, if I could um, draw. Well, she would use little graph paper and, like, oh. do all of the perspective and everything. Apparently, it was really cute, but um, that was her passion. She really wanted to be an architect. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Which is wild because... I would have said like immediate teacher or something that works with kids. Right. But nope, she was super into it. And according again to that, your own backyard podcast, which is an entire deep dive series on Kristen Smart's case. I so recommend it. It's really good. Um, But she was a really loyal friend. She has childhood friends still like to date that were like, yeah, if she was alive, we'd be friends and our kids would be friends and they'd be hanging out.
1: Oh, because
0: she was like, you know, she found her people and she stuck to him. Oh, and she never even got to make it to real adulthood. You no, know? never. And so it just like it hurts my heart a little bit because she was just a good human. She really was. And when the time came around for college, nobody was surprised that she wanted to go. I mean, it was the 90s. Like it was kind of the start of women really going to school frequently um, after high school. But her family was so supportive and they were like, hell yeah, like she wants to be an architect. She's going to do that thing. She's going to do the thing. Mm-hmm. So, how did this kind, loving, loyal, smart, funny, sweet girl go missing in 1996? Tell me. You ask great questions. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Um, thank-, thank you. <laughs> so, let's start with May 1996, May 25th, 1996, to be specific, if you were just like wondering. Um, It was finals week. Kristen had a tough time adapting to college work her freshman year. Mm -hmm. I feel like everybody does a little like um, it makes sense. There's new freedom, new responsibilities. And as anyone has gone to a post-secondary school would know, there's like a ramp up of classwork intensity. So it's not only you're now on your own, you're enjoying like the freedom of being a young adult, but also the stuff that you're doing is harder and it's more intense and it's I don't know, just more work in general. Mm -hmm. And so Kristen had to be really focused. She would call home and stress about her tests. Remember, this is before cell phones, it's 1996. So her calls home were actually scheduled on Sundays. Every Sunday with her parents, she would talk to them. That's really cute. cute. It was like their date, their Sunday phone date. Oh, oh, that hurts my heart because this isn't going to end well. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. And so it was this standing weekend call and Kristen felt like she was always working or doing homework or just trying to keep afloat like too much to study, study and Mm -hmm. study well. And, you know, I'm sure, too, if she really was as smart and gifted as she has been said to be Mm -hmm. in her childhood, like she might not have ever had to learn how to study Like I know a few people like that where they were just so naturally intellectual that it came so easy that when it came time to actually have to learn how to study, there's just no skills there because you didn't have to practice it. It was so easy. So she was definitely sticking it out. She kind of wanted to leave, actually, but decided at least for the year I'll go and I'll see how it works out because things get better. Like you adapt, you learn. And I think they really did because even though Kristen was struggling on May 25th, 1996, Kristen was celebrating. I was going to say, that's going to be the end of the year, right? Yep. So it's like finals week, Memorial Day weekend. There might have been one other week that students were on campus for like follow-ups oh, or so whatever. so like you're
1: getting ready to like go home for yep. the summer and people oh, are
0: partying. And... That plays a huge factor into this. Oh. So... For those of you who decided not to go the route of going to college or went to one that wasn't on a traditional campus, I wanted to just describe a few things about student culture. Um, One, it is not all parties and beer and drugs and sexuality experimentation at college. Don't get me wrong, college kids do know how to party. But all of that thrown on top of each other with no real world grounding is pretty much only in the movies. That being said, because college kids know how to party, number two is that when long weekends happen, campus is either bumping or it's dead. And there's like no in between.
1: Yeah. Either someone, they all went somewhere else for the long weekend or they are all partying. Yes. Or
0: every student is piled into three different teeny tiny dorm rooms. Correct. Yeah. So it's not super often that there would be a long weekend at the end of the year. Totally dead. It would either have to be bumping or like everybody would be home pretty much. And so three would be finals usually means campus is dead Mm -hmm. until right after finals, in which case it's a riot until people go home. Right. But this weekend was not the end of finals. It was, as far as I understand it, like sort of a break in between finals. And then they started up Tuesday and finished the next week. Okay. So apparently California Polytech State University where Kristen went, or also known as Cal Polytech, seems to follow that trend as well. Cal Polytech was dead this Friday, May 25th, 1996. Okay. Most of the students had taken off. Kristen and a longtime family friend, Margarita, lived down the hall from each other. Hey, girl. Um, She went by Marg, which I think is cute. Mm. But... They had become close friends. I think they like knew of each other, but didn't really get close until they were living near each other in school. Mm -hmm. Um, So they lived like right down the hall. So, you know, Kristen could bounce out of bed and like be at her door in a few seconds. Right. And Kristen wanted to go out. Her roommate was gone for the weekend. I think Margarita's roommate was gone for the weekend. But Margarita was a little more introverted and really wanted to stay in. But Mm -hmm. according to her, Kristen was determined. She was like, come on. Like, let's go socialize. Let's go, like, take advantage of this. Like, let's have fun. Let's grow. Let's come into our own. Mm -hmm. You know, she's excited. She's 19. She's at school for the first time. Like, I get that. And so remember, it's finals week and it's Memorial Day weekend. So Kristen had been stressed about this biology final, but she got a really good grade on it. Yes, girl. Which is why she wanted to go out and celebrate. Unfortunately, since finals were going on, and according to some of the podcasts I heard, there w- really weren't that many people on campus. So, like parties were not you ubi- like easy to find mm-hmm. this weekend, and that makes sense. I'm sure people that were around wanted to study for their finals the upcoming week, or you know, go home to study to get some rest or whatever. Right. But they walked off campus because they got. An invite to a party from some girls. So -hmm. Kristen was like, dude, we got this invite. We got to go. Let's go have fun. Uh Kristen, this night, is wearing black Roxy shorts, a gray crop T-shirt, and red Puma shoes. And she goes out to have a little time of her life, 1996. And she's just excited for fun. Mm. So anyway... Marguerite and Kristen they walk off campus to this like basically the unofficial frat and sorority houses of the school. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they were just off campus apartments, like a block or two down the road. But right. you know they were going off campus to a party. Wow! So Scandalous. they were really excited. Yes. But when they got there, Kristen called it a dud. <laughs> Apparently, it was just a couple of guys playing video games, and like everybody else was watching them. And she yeah, was that like, happens more than you think. It really does. She was like, this is a dud. I want to I have a good night. I want to go out. I want to dance. I want to yeah. have a fun time. And so she leaves. And Margarita is like trying to figure out how to break it to her friend that she does not want to go to another party. She's, She's like, like, this is my social. Yeah. Like she was like that. Actually, that was probably the most I was up for. So like, mm, I don't know. But Kristen was so excited. She was like, oh, but she reached her. her social limit. She's like, OK, I am. Yep extroverted out, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Look, I came, I saw, I left early. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, and so she's like hemming and hawing at how to tell her. So they finally leave and they're like out in the parking lot and Kristen's like, I got, you know, word of another party that I wanna go to and Margarita's like, you know what? I, I'm so sorry. Like I really I wanna leave. I wanna go home. But you should go still like still go have fun, have your night, like celebrate it. You deserve it. Like you did really good on that final. And so Margarita said she was gonna go home, but Kristen didn't have a purse, money, her ID, or even keys. So all she had on her literally were the clothes on her back. Oh. It was a little weird, but I guess if you're going out in pairs and one of you has keys to like the dorm building that you're going to, it's not the worst. But like for me, I always had at least my school ID to prove that I deserved there. there.
1: Yeah i think i was just that person though and i was usually yeah i don't know the responsible one like i was never like (laughs) losing a shoe on the way home like i i was the friend that went back and like picked up my friend's shoes that they lost on the way (laughs) like nope you have to keep your keys nope keep your shirt on nope here's your shoes nope here (laughs) nope you're cut off nope come on drink (laughs) some water Here's, no, no, no,
0: no, not the toilet water. Drink the bottled yes, water. Yes, here, and there here's some go.
1: toast. You'll thank me later. Here's two yeah. Advil
0: and lay down. Please. Left side. Thank you. Correct. Like <laughs> just get you in the recovery position there. <laughs> um, and so I can imagine Kristen was probably just having a fun time and knew that her friend would have the stuff on her. Mm-hmm. So when Margarita says she's going to go back, she's like, okay. I'm going to give you my keys. That way you can get back in whenever I should be able to get back in time for someone else to like let me in. Not a big deal. Yep. Because I guess the doors lock at like a certain time. That makes sense. Yeah. So she had time to get back. Yeah. Sure. And so Kristen had the keys. So Margarita said in a 48 hours that Kristen was 100% sober when she left her. There okay. were not booze at the first party that they went to. And Kristen was Good. So Margarita's like, I do feel guilty for leaving her now. But like at the time, she seemed okay. Everything seemed like it was going well. She wasn't inebriated to the point where she couldn't take care of herself. She wasn't drinking. She was just going to go catch up with some other people. She wasn't even like buzzed. So she was just like, all right, I'm going to go. Thanks for the keys. See you later. See you in the morning. Yeah, Yeah. See you in the morning. And so Margarita said that she was she knew that like Kristen was annoyed. Mm -hmm. Like, you're really going to leave now? Like, come on, we haven't gotten to the good part. Like, come on. But that it wasn't like something they weren't going to be friends over. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. You're annoyed. If that's what does it. Yeah, exactly. So... She was like, all right, whatever. She went home. She knew that it was going to be fine. And honestly, she said all that she was expecting was, like, the next day for Kristen to, like, bounce into her room and be like, you missed the biggest rager last night. Like, trying to make you feel a little bit guilty for trying to leave, you know? But she was like, I didn't think it was going to be anything more than that. So the next morning, after Kristen doesn't come back, Marguerite is getting stressed.
1: But she's not, like...
0: She's not like crazy worried yet, right? Like you wake up the morning after, you're like that hungover queen. All right, come on, let's go. Like I want to go to lunch. I want to do something fun today. It's a Saturday. Come on, get up. But Kristen never answered the door. Kristen never came to give her keys back. Kristen didn't come at all. And so by the next day or the day after, um, I believe it was the Monday that Kristen's roommate got back, but that wasn't super clear. Kristen's roommate got back from being gone for the Memorial Day weekend and That's when Margarita saw that not only had Kristen's things not moved an inch, her keys weren't back. Kristen hadn't touched anything in her room. Her ID was there. Her keys were there. Her purse was there. Everything. And so at that point, Margarita's freaked out. Kristen's roommates kind of stressed. They call police together. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was campus police or the Arroyo Grande police. That was the town this was in. Mm -hmm. But whoever it was that they called... They were pretty much just like, yeah, no, she's a college kid. It's the end of finals and Memorial Day weekend. She's probably like on a vacation or doing like typical college girl things. Mm. And Margarita was like, yeah, without her keys or her wallet? Yeah. Or her ID? like Where is she going to go? Where? Where do you not need to pay for anything, not need to get in anywhere, not need to show who you are? So the police were entirely unhelpful at this point. However... It was clear that Kristen was not on vacation to everybody who knew her. And so also keep in mind, it's it's Monday. And so she missed her Sunday phone call with her family. Oh, and her family's like stressed. But, you know, they knew it was finals weekend. Like they probably thought she was studying or something. But come Monday when she still hadn't like called back or said anything, they were also freaked out.
1: That hurts my heart because I could just picture them waiting by the phone, excited to hear from her and hear about her week. And oh, my God, she's about to come home Mm -hmm. soon. And
0: and so crickets. The police did do one thing besides tell the two girls that Kristen was on vacation without any evidence of the sort. They called Kristen's family. And they said, hey, is Kristen with you? If that happened to me, I'd be like peeing my pants. I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? She didn't call yesterday. Is she with me? No, she's not with me. Where is she? Like, immediate. I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, like is she bold. with you? Yeah. <laughs> she
1: should be with you yes, <laughs> where you she's are. Not, she's with you.
0: She's what the fuck. So I'm sure they didn't say that. I added that. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time the Cal Poly Tech Police actually started investigating, Kristen had been gone for four days. Are you kidding me? Nope. It gets worse. This is what they hear. Kristen founded a party, a frat party. And Kristen was seen incredibly intoxicated and she was calling herself Roxy. Or at least other people were. And they weren't sure. I'm still hearing like mixed reports as to whether or not she told someone her name was Roxy or if that was like a nickname because she had Roxy shorts on. Like, I don't know. I would venture to say the latter of the two, but who knows? Maybe she was just a college girl looking to experiment a little with a spunky idea. I don't know. Her name? <laughs> I know. Okay. But, like, who knows? I I think it's probably a lot more likely that it was just the shoes she had on. Or not the shoes, the pants she had on. But, like, right. I don't know. And so neither do they. They also heard from people that they were talking to that they weren't sure if she was incredibly intoxicated because she drank a lot or if she had been drugged mm-hmm. but it was incredibly intoxicated couldn't walk home alone intoxicated couldn't walk intoxicated jesus so kristen ends up passed out on the lawn next door to this kappa Chi party that she went to Also at the party with Cheryl Anderson, she's not a huge part of this, but she is a huge part of the testimony. So she sees Kristen. She's like, oof, girly, we got to get you home. And so she picks her up and she starts walking with her. Oh, girls taking care of girls. Women. So then also at this time, someone else, it was a guy who had come, but like they trusted him who started walking with Cheryl and Kristen. Okay. Then, and this is terrifying to me, they say out of the darkness like what trees on the side like i don't know but they just said like kind of out of nowhere appeared this guy Paul Flores and he was like no 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 i got it i can take it from here don't worry about it like i got it um and so Cheryl was like mm, i'm still going to walk with you guys but the guy left cuz he was like all right there's at least people there like taking care of it there's mm-hmm. multiple so the guy either goes back or goes home or whatever and they get to campus and this is where things become a little unclear okay The three start walking back, and Cheryl, who had originally been walking her home, said as they were passing her building like back by campus, Paul was like, listen, it's only a few yards. I got it. If you want to just go home, you totally can. Not a big deal. Mm. And so Cheryl was like, I don't know, but okay, fine. And so, of course, he didn't take Kristen the rest of the way back before asking Cheryl for a kiss and a hug. What? He was like, give me a kiss. And she was like, no. And he was like, give me a hug. And she was like, no. And then left.
1: Oh, and she probably felt unsafe for herself. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. this poor girl who's completely inebriated Mm -hmm. is alone with the creepy guy that's like, give me a kiss. You're catching on. Okay,
0: but ew. So after that, nobody has heard from Kristen Smart since. Oh, fucking A, dude. Kristen is gone, literally never to be seen again. To date, her body has never been found. What? And her family declared her legally dead in 2002. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Oh, what the fuck? So let's get into it. You oh, talk about fucking, it? come
1: on. Yeah, I do want to talk okay. about it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, we we're, have, you're not going to leave me there, are you? <laughs> no, we still have quite a bit. In part two.
0: <laughs> no, oh my gosh. No, I tried to do one that I could do in one part. Because I just did a really long series. <laughs> oh, did you? I forget what that oh, was. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, thank you, you guys, because it just broke top five for us. I so, know. Ah, but anyway, the investigation. <laughs> the investigation on this case was absolutely flawed from the start. If you didn't get that from the fact that the police immediately wrote it off as a college vacation and took four days to even start asking around, um, it should have. But there's more.
1: <laughs> but then in a week, mm-hmm.
0: everyone's going to go home. So, there's, oh, yeah. there's
1: your entire pool of people to interview. Correct. And they're all stressed about finals. You're not going to find them to interview them. You
0: know what else happens when everybody goes home? You move out. Yeah. With all your shit and all your evidence and all the things. Oh, yeah. And then her so, room
1: would just be. Oh, come on. Yeah.
0: And so the investigation. Being flawed from the start is really the nicest way for me to put that. Uh, because I think it was kind of a dog shit investigation for most of the beginning of this. I would have said
1: horse shit, but you mean whatever floats your boat.
0: Oh, all right. Well, I guess shit in in general. But the police, again, took four days before they even started looking into it, and they didn't stop there. They also decided, and by decided I mean failed to, interview Paul Flores for about a week. The last guy to see her alive. The last guy placed with her. The guy that nobody had seen her after she was placed with him, creepy kissy, by multiple huggy, people.
1: Out of the darkness, guy. Paul Flores. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's okay. it. That's and like so Slenderman shit. That's like you just appear. Yep. No, I got it.
0: No, you don't. I don't know who you are. She doesn't know who you are. Goodbye.
1: It's like the creepy townie, like that's like yes. at the bar at like six. Yes.
0: Waiting. Yep. Just waiting. It's that. <laughs> just hunting, sitting <laughs> and watching.
1: Oh, they have shark eyes. I'm telling you, man. Yeah.
0: The police, despite not interviewing Paul Flores for about a week, and like that doesn't seem super long. But again, with finals and stuff, that was like the end of it. I don't know how it lasted. They said it was like a week and a half or something later that everybody was gone. So while that doesn't seem like a terribly long time, the police also failed to do something else. What? Do you want to know what it was? Yeah, I want to know what it was. block off Paul's room. So he had a week of uninterrupted time from anyone. There were no questions. There were no calls. There was nothing. There was not even a visit to his room, nor even a look into it for a whole week.
1: And then the campus maintenance is going to go in and clean all the dorms Mm -hmm. anyway. So kiss all that shit. Goodbye. Yep. Okay. so my stomach hurts now. Is that what
0: you wanted? Are you happy now? Oh, it's going to get worse. So nobody, again, went into that room. For a week. So even if Kristen had been all over it, even if he never took her to a room, he just took her straight to his room and did whatever fucked up shit he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He had so much time to clean it up. Mm. And it was so fucking stressful because not only had Kristen been gone for two weeks by the time they even decided to look in Paul's room, so had he. School had ended. It was empty. Oh. So nobody was there anymore. All of the evidence, the history, the scenes, everything packed up and moved. No, my stomach hurts. All because the investigation didn't matter if she was a college girl gone on a Memorial Day weekend. Like literally every day would have counted. Every fucking hour that they had because they were that close to the end of it. Mm. And they missed it all. They they fucking missed it all. So we're going to talk about the case against Paul. Okay. Okay. According to Kristen's sister, Paul had a black eye and scratches the day after she went missing.
1: She put up a fight. Oh, what the fuck?
0: It gets worse. Despite it taking a week to interview Paul, he was asked about, you know, the actual black eye and the scratches by the police, which means... The black eye was still there enough to be seen a week later. The other thing that should be known is that the smarts attorney had no doubt that Paul is responsible. They said like literally someone was like, do you have any doubt that it was Paul Flores? And they're like, no. Wow. Not one single shred. And it took 25 years to solve this thing. In this case, every single piece of evidence has pointed to Paul Flores. And that's so rare. It was not even like a, oh, we saw this weird fiber here. Are you sure it wasn't you? And then they're like, no, I was with my dying grandma in the hospital on cameras. And they're like, yep, pans out. Nothing. Only Paul. Every single piece of evidence. Only Paul. Paul. Okay. In a mugshot taken of Paul by the Arroyo Grande police two days after Kristen vanished. Paul had the black eye and the scratches. And you might be thinking, wait, two days? That doesn't make sense. They didn't even talk to him about it for four days. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because despite the fact that it was two days after she went missing um, and the police had been notified, it was still the weekend of. So everyone was like, ah, she's just a college girl on vacation. Mm-hmm. And so he was in the fucking police station getting a mugshot taken for a DUI. Are you kidding me? Yep. or no. Nope. Sorry. No, you are. You are lying to me. God damn it. I am. No, no, no. It had been reported. Nobody did shit. And then he popped up with a black eye and scratch marks and nobody questioned a fucking thing.
1: You know, kids will be kids. (laughs) And would it be uncommon for a girl to maybe not go back, you know, for any Mm -hmm. college kid not to go back to their room? No, of course not. You're there's a slew of places to sleep with people that you could sleep with and yep it's your first time away from
0: all over town all over campus like there's so many beds on a college campus you can't find that many beds anywhere else (laughs) this is the last time that
1: you're gonna see all of these people you know that like oh I really wanted to talk to him or oh I should ask her out or any of those things that could happen I can see the initial thought of Yeah. Well, no, it's probably. But
0: then you think about it's like, well, can we at least just fucking look into this? Yeah. Could we not knock on her door on the weekend? Send Campo over. Just be like, hey, say, hey, a wellness check. Okay, you're worried about her. Let's make sure she's okay. And then we'll move on. And she's probably just doing her thing. But when it isn't the case and you lose that much time, you lose so much.
1: And in this particular case with these circumstances, mm-hmm. you lose so much more because of the time of the school year that it is and that in matter of days,
0: everybody's going to go home. Yep. Everyone's going to leave. It's going to be a ghost town. And so where there used to be like an o- cup overflowing of witnesses and people that were at the party mm-hmm. and saw her or whatever, suddenly you have to track all these people down.
1: Yeah. To their hometowns, which could be
0: across the country. Yeah. Or fuck it, a different country. Yeah. It happens. And so... At the time, of course, they didn't have anything in their systems warning them that Kristen was missing. No actual report had been filed because the call was dismissed. And so Paul says that the black eye, when he's being asked about it, is from playing basketball with some of his friends. But that's not all because apparently they interviewed some of his friends and Paul had told them at basketball that he got it. Oh, that he had. This is so good. Apparently, one of his friends from basketball was like, yeah, Paul had it when he came that day. He said he woke up with a black eye.
1: <laughs> I mean, OK, I will say I will find bruises like on my yeah. legs and I'm like, when the fuck did I do that? Yes. Or like, you know what I mean? I don't remember, you know. Not the black eye, though. No. (laughs) Although I have gotten a black eye from a kitchen cabinet. Yeah, okay. And it was bad. No, you saw it. I I
0: remember because I was like, you okay? Oh, it looked awful. And it hurt. Oh, my God. And... There's just something so funny about saying that you got it from a kitchen cabinet. Like, nobody believes that.
1: No, of course not. But, like, it uh, it hurt enough. Yep. Let me tell you that. And it wasn't something I was, like, <laughs> proud of. <laughs> you did a really good job with your cover-up. I really did. You did. Well, you did a really good job. I'm like, concealer man. Yep. But it was like, you know, it, you're always worried about a question. But you'd think you'd have a better answer than that. I don't know. Literally. Like,
0: I woke up with it.
1: I feel like you should just tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But in his case, he
0: can't do that. Nope. So they go back and talk to Paul. They're like, your oh. friends, your buddies said that you woke up with it. That's that's a second story, dude. What's going on? So Paul goes, OK, all right. You know, fine, fine. Yeah, like I lied. It was a little white lie. It was a fib, but I lied. Um, actually, it was so embarrassing. <laughs> you guys, it's so embarrassing. Um, he just happened to hit his eye on his car while he was changing the radio station. What part of the car? their story number 3 what
1: part of i mean come on guy get a little bit more innovative i know
0: at least say you like tripped down some stairs or some shit like the fuck but see to me like i think a
1: black eye can just happen like if you even get like a bump to your nose right yeah, like in the right spot the veins and everything like your under your eyes can darken so easily i feel and like any injury to the face can bruise so easily yeah. but to me the scratches with it does more for me than the bruise does that make sense i feel like it's just a little bit more
0: it does and i haven't seen the black eye but i think part of it is noting that enough of the eye is dark that something had to have like seriously impacted his whole eye orifice if you will Mm -hmm. where like You know, if you break someone's cheekbone, which is actually one of the hardest bones to break. It's like the zygomatic arch or something like that. Um, That's a pretty big deal. But for him, he just, you know, it was weird, but they didn't really have anything to connect it to. They were like, all right, guy, you don't want to tell us why you got a black eye? I guess don't air your dirty laundry. Bye. Yeah, I mean, I guess. So... When Paul is eventually questioned, his story changes constantly. Paul lies about nearly everything to the police. He tells them that after walking Kristen back from the party, he went to his room, to a hall, where he says... Kristen walked herself back to her room and then he changes the story that she wasn't okay to walk herself. So he walks her and then suddenly she was okay when she got to the hill before her room, like her dorm. And then she walked up that alone and like, yeah. Okay. Fucking constantly changing. Okay. And so the police brought back dogs that smell cadavers, if Mm. you will, Mm -hmm. throughout the dorms at Cal Polytech. Now, these dogs are supposed to smell deceased humans, right? Yeah. And so they go through the whole entire college, every single dorm. They go up and down the halls to every floor. And the dogs, there's nothing until you get to the hall of Paul Flores. Of course. In which they actually start going nutso. And not only did they get to that hall where they go so, but the, the dogs beeline straight for his bed oh uh. and they're like okay that's fucking weird we'll bring in a few others which we'll see they bring in three dogs and all of them do the same fucking thing through the entire campus and they were all the goodest boys the goodest boys yeah and the most beautiful girls yeah and so sweets and they yeah. deserve all the pats and the loves and all but the they treats. all go straight to that guy's fucking bed nowhere else yeah i can't really argue with that one Paul. nope so again though if you remember there's nothing fucking there Mm. oh it's just the gross ass twin xl yep (laughs) no mattress pad just the blue vinyl shit on it oh that brings me back and so yeah no paul wasn't living there at the time and no his things weren't in there but they had three or four different dogs i couldn't get a confirmation if it was Three in total or three extra, but mm-hmm. at least three dogs beelined straight for the bed that Paul Flores was sleeping in less than three weeks ago.
1: Thrice now we've after down.
0: cleaning. Yes. Thrice now we've asked for the dead body. Where is it? Like, right. So it's just fucked up. And then that suggested to the police that maybe something bad happened not only with Paul Flores, but in his room. Now listen, I I get that circumstantial evidence alone is not enough to convict someone of a crime, but Attorney Murphy, who worked with the Smart family, actually stated that there were so many overlooked red flags prior to this. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about Paul's history. Okay, let's talk about Paul because Paul had a reputation amongst the girls at Cal Poly that he was always hitting on women. He was kind of being creepy, including kind sh- kind of creepy. Oh wait, you- wait, uh, wait. Uh, uh, it's uh, so good. Mm. Not good. It's awful. But Cheryl, the woman who started walking home with Kristen, who he was like, give me a hug and a kiss. She testified to police that her friends called him Chester the Molester. That was his nickname from her friends. It just
1: means that that many people got that bad of a vibe. Always trust your gut, ladies. Wait,
0: it's not just a vibe. He was called that because he was also known for groping girls with or without their consent. It's unclear, but I'm pretty sure... He wasn't looking for no means no. You know, yeah, I could, I'm sure we could wager a bet. So not to mention, just about five months before Kristen disappeared, another college student called the police to say that there was a very drunk and very adamant boy trying to climb into her window and refusing to leave. That's terrifying. Wait, when the cops got there, do you want know who it was? <gasps> a Paul Flores. Oh. Mm-hmm. Before this, Paul was also in some trouble. And it was maybe not a lot, but he definitely had some prior-ish that he had going on. In high school, Paul had really disturbing reputations. Not only was he known as a loner, but classmates came forward to talk about, you know, how they knew him, what was up. And these were all anonymous because nobody wanted their name associated with it. Mm. But the interviews pulled out that not only did he have a reputation as a loner but that he did some really disturbing things and his high school nickname was scary paul which like okay not super inventive but like chester the molester we have scary paul we have reports of him groping girls and now we have girls from his high school saying that They wouldn't let their friends be drunk around him. They wouldn't let themselves be alone with him. Oh, my God. Even more intense. None of them were surprised in the slightest when they heard about the involvement with Kristen's case. That's really sad. So sad. So come May of 1997. All right. It's about a year afterwards. They've done some investigative work, I guess. And I mean, no, they did. But it, it just wasn't great. But the sheriff, Ed Williams, of like the sheriff of the town, he comes on the TV and he's like, hey, guys, we got to talk about this Paul Flores thing.
1: Mm.
0: He says, we need Paul Flores to say what happened to Kristen Smart. Otherwise, we just we couldn't keep on with the investigation. We couldn't take him to court. We would need him to say what happened. So basically, he told the public with that statement that if he just shut up, he'd get away with it. Oh, uh, yeah. And he did. He did <laughs> shut up. In fact, when they would come and in, like interrogate him, he only would confirm that his name was Paul Flores on tape. Everything else, he pled the fifth. Including, like, the, where those, do you go huh? to school? Okay. With the advice of my attorney, I plead the fifth. Okay. What's your dad's name? With the advice of, of my attorney, I, I plead the fifth. Oh, okay. Whole fucking time. And it's really annoying. But again, the prosecutors think that honestly, without that statement, they probably would have gotten him. Probably. Because he probably wouldn't have been smart enough to be like, oh, yeah, I, I shouldn't shouldn't say a whole lot on that. Idiots. Although, you know what? Paul did have a lot of sticky, gross shit that he found himself in that he somehow never got charged for. So mm-hmm. maybe he wasn't so dumb after all. That being said, after this. Paul was civilly sued by Kristen's family for like $40 million in a wrongful death suit. Damn. But because Paul was not cleared as a suspect and because the criminal charges weren't dealt with, everything that was civil got put on hold. Oh. Yep. So good for him. The little bitch got away with it for the time being. Soon thereafter, someone came forward to say they found an earring of Kristen's. Mm. Guess where it was.
1: Um, in a shoebox of Paul's. Mm -mm. Go on, I'll wait. Um, in his underwear drawer.
0: Love it. But I'm just going to tell you because it's super weird. It was at his fucking mom's house. Oh. Yeah. Ew. He didn't live with his mom. Why implicate his mom now? (laughs) So we're going to talk about the investigative hiccups that have happened. So again, someone found this earring and it was at... Paul's mom Paul's mom's house Paul's mom's name was Susan and this earring that was found in her driveway seemed to match a necklace that Kristen is wearing on one of two billboards that were put up in Kristen's name so one was put up with her face and I don't know what headshot was used I don't know if it was like two of the same one in two different places Mm -hmm. or if it was two separate billboards entirely in different spots um but One of them has this necklace on it that matches this earring perfectly. And they're like, that's that's the thing. Like, that's the one. But let's talk about some of the shit with this, because, again, it was found in Susan's home. So Susan and Ruben are Paul's parents, and they were separated at this time while they were working some things out, you know, Um, and so they were living apart. And a few months later, they actually started to attempt to reconcile their issues. So Susan, who had gone out, and I don't know if she rented an apartment or if she bought a home or something. She was living elsewhere, and that's where this is found. So when they start to reconcile things, she leases it out, leases it out to someone else, and she goes back and lives with Paul's dad Okay. while they're, like, testing the waters, sure. you know? So it was actually the renter of the home That found the earring next to, like, the driver's side tire up front. Okay. And so they turned it over to a detective. She said it thought it was interesting because not only did it, like, catch her eye and it was an earring that wasn't hers, but on the back of it there seemed to be a red smudge and, like, maybe half a fingerprint, like, maroon, like, old red. Mm Oh. And so she turns it over to this detective. Um, Now sometime later the smarts are told about it the smarts never knew it existed in fact it never even made its way to the smarts to be like can you confirm this is your daughter's what earring no because the earring got lost because it was never dealt with properly so now a piece of physical evidence connecting her to his mom's house totally inadmissible because it doesn't exist anymore we just we don't know where it went we still don't know where it is nope
1: oh my god my stomach is
0: aching stop it so, there's no way to retrieve this earring, but there are more frustrations, I promise you. Not only was Susan Flores' home not searched for months, including after they found this earring, but they also didn't look at Reuben Flores' home, which is where Paul lived. Like, Reuben stayed in their family home. Nobody decided to go there. Not to mention, and this is really what pissed me off the most. Is that even though he had a dorm on campus, he didn't stay there a lot because his home was close. Mm-hmm. So they think that he at least must have needed the car from the house to, like,
1: move move her. a body. Right.
0: Yep. But nobody decided to actually look at the house or at the cars that might have been at his disposal whatsoever. So when they finally decided to search Ruben's home, which was months later, they didn't bring cadaver dogs. They didn't bring a forensic team. And they didn't look at either of the trucks that were there.
1: Of course they didn't.
0: And you know what? It's just such a coincidence and it's it's so weird, but you know what? The trucks weren't there the next time. One had been one had been sold and well the other one was reported missing. Of course. So we just we we can't find the trucks. So now those are never going to be able to be searched. Yeah. So, <laughs> It's so fucking annoying. Um, Prosecutors, again, they assumed he needed that help from the vehicle. So they were kind of like pissed about this, as he should be. And in the months after Kristen's disappearance, again, now it's been months and months and months, Uh um, one truck was traded. The other one was missing. And Susan's backyard, though, was even more stressful than the trucks. Because Susan's backyard apparently reportedly, immediately after Kristen went missing, she just decided she wanted to have some garden beds. So she drilled up a bunch of concrete in her backyard. She dug up a bunch of dirt, had big holes all over the place, and then filled them back in with concrete and with soil and planted a garden. Have those been searched? Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Because in 2000, she is, you know, her home is looked at. Again, 2000, this is now three to four years after Kristen's gone missing. Mm. Susan's house was finally searched nine months after Kristen disappeared. Mm. And then it took them another three years to circle around again. Because when they searched it, despite the fact that they could look anywhere, they just decided not really to look that hard. So in 2000, when they come back, the whopping three years later, Susan opens the door to FBI agents with a warrant to search her home, as well as the sheriff's investigators and deputies. And this warrant, you might ask, doesn't that do something for us? Doesn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, sure, it allowed them to excavate the backyard, but they just didn't. This didn't really feel like oh it. Oh,
1: my God.
0: So they didn't? Nope. Nope. So time has been passing much quicker than I'm sure anybody has wanted, and certainly quicker than I noticed, because the next update doesn't come until 2007. Ten years. Eleven years, potentially, after Kristen's gone g- missing.
1: I just want to talk. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to smarts- talk to the investigators.
0: <laughs> I Oh, I know. <laughs> I want to write a strongly worded email so fast. So in 2007, the Smarts had a legal team search a small portion of Susan's backyard with ground-penetrating radars. Mm. I don't know what that means, and I'm not really sure how they got that, Um, if it was, like, a separate warrant that had to happen or because the other one would have allowed for excavation if they have, like, a PI that could do it. I don't know. But when they do that, the quote-unquote radars, I think it just would, like, find human remains or like mm-hmm. i don't know something that might indicate human body mm-hmm. but they didn't see anything but they're
1: encased in concrete so maybe mm-hmm. that would maybe yeah. that might be yeah. a little
0: bit of a barrier no
1: yeah maybe a bit a or bit. am i reaching a hot chance should i have stretch before that reach yeah or? probably because okay. you're gonna
0: pull a muscle okay um it's okay no no that's not it at all mm, okay. um but now i do have to say Reuben and his now-estranged wife, Susan, have always denied involvement. Yeah. Before insisting that Paul didn't either. Okay. So, take that as you will. But the Flores family also had the nerve to sue the Smart family.
1: Wow. So,
0: Paul and his parents were like, fuck the Smarts. Yeah. No, we're going to sue you. So, they sued the Smart family for intentional infliction of emotional distress. Also put on hold because criminal charges hadn't been figured out yet. Oh, my God. However, we're going to go back to Paul. In the 10, 15 years between when the actual crime happened and people actually started to do their job, um, he bounced from job to job. He moved to Southern California and, you know, trying to stay afloat. He's at this point a college graduate doing his thing, you know. And so, yay for him, I guess. He lived that long, and he was able to go to Southern California and try his life as an independent adult. But you know what actually still came with him when he went to Southern California? Mm-hmm. Um, a slew of accusations of violence against women.
1: Yeah, I could have. Yeah. have.
0: Yeah, I would have guessed that. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Um, so, the concern, obviously, is that we now have a past history of it an accusation with Kristen and a future of it after Kristen. But no, no, no. He had nothing to do with it. So I wanted to talk about some of the accusations that were put forth. This is by no means all of them. And by no means is it exhaustive. <laughs> um, I want to just put a big fat trigger warning here. Sexual assault, rape, uh, sodomy a little bit. And most definitely like non-consent to everything basically.
1: Sounds like his thing, yep.
0: Yep. So Paul struggles with the ladies. I mean, who doesn't? Paul worked with a number of women who reported being incredibly uncomfortable around him. Many of them, again, wanted to stay anonymous, so I'm actually just keeping anyone that isn't Kristen anonymous right now. Mm -hmm. Just for the sake of their names not having to be put next to his one more time. But One of them said that she walked him to his sister's apartment. I did not get context for why she was walking with him there, but she walked him there. Once they got there, he picked her up, took her inside and immediately locked the door. And she said she threatened him and she was like, if you don't turn on the lights and let me out right now, I'm going to scream so loud. And I guess it worked. He let her out. Another ex-girlfriend of Paul's said that he was physically and verbally abusive, even recounting a memory of him like holding a butter knife to her neck. Like Ew. it's a butter knife, but it's a butter knife to her neck. It took her like kicking and screaming and her roommate kicking down the door for him to stop. Oh, he's just a monster. Then there were witnesses in the trial that recounted oh you know what like being at a party with paul and then you know one went out for a cigarette break and didn't cover a drink or didn't take it with her and came back and you know what she just can't remember but she woke up in a really strange house and all she remembered was a red ball gag okay so date rape drugs Mm -hmm. or well and remember back
1: sedatives
0: yep yeah so then another one said that she actually willingly went home with paul and, like, they were together, they were hanging, they had, like, a glass of water, or she had a glass of water beforehand, and when she was done with the water, she couldn't remember anything else, except for, like, little blips of her memory of her, like, sobbing and asking him to stop, and him not stopping sodomizing her. Okay, so he is drugging them. She also mentioned a red ball gag with black straps. Oh.
1: Now, so she wasn't drunk when they, everyone saw her. That's what I'm thinking. Okay.
0: They say, you know, they were like she was incredibly intoxicated and how fucking convenient to see her at a party and just throw something in her drink cuz she's alone and mm-hmm. then suddenly be the hero when she needs to walk home. Oh. Now, the smarts continue to fight and fight and fight and fight for their daughter's case to get noticed, but it takes until 2011 what is that 15 years after this happened Mm. just about if not exactly no 15 years that a new sheriff comes on scene there's a new sheriff there's a new sheriff in town Ian Parkinson and let me say this in the podcast that I listened to about this again all of our resources are linked below you'll be able to see both podcasts that I listened to and all of the articles that I used but in the 48 hours podcast um they actually were like you know Ian Parkinson would be like the sheriff if you had like a story about a sheriff who was gonna come in and like fix up the town and be like the superhero guy like that was him and he's fucking stuck to it he promised the smarts that he was going to make solving Kristen's case a priority and then he did it wow he said he'd go back and re-examine all of the evidence and he'll say it himself like it wasn't easy but since he came on He's had more investigators on the case. They've done computer searches, cell phone data, found new witnesses, dug up landscapes to find Kristen's body, which still, to date, has never been found. Uh We're going to skip forward another 10 years. 2021. 25 years since Kristen disappeared. The investigators finally felt like they had enough. So they call a preliminary hearing. Again, keep in mind, Kristen has been gone Well over the amount of time that she's been alive at this point.
1: That's so awful.
0: And preliminary hearings, like to decide if there's enough to like charge someone and go forward with like a full hearing and a full trial Mm -hmm. can take anywhere from like an hour to a couple of days. You know, you kind of have to go over like the prosecution's evidence, see what they have. Is that enough? Um, This took 22 days. Prosecution had over 31 witnesses. Good, they nailed him to the wall. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. So, investigators accused Paul Flores with the murder of Kristen Smart. And catch this. Ruben Flores with accessory after the fact. Hell yeah. The investigators believed Ruben helped hide her body afterwards. Now, why Susan Flores wasn't also in that, I don't know. But apparently, there wasn't enough evidence for her. So forensic physical evidence was located linked to Kristen at two separate homes. Biological evidence was found under Ruben's deck. The question had always been, where did her body go? Yeah. Cause we don't, we still don't know. And the smarts attorney has filed yet another civil suit for the infliction of emotional distress back on the Flores family, which I'm like fucking good. Like if they're going to, if these assholes are going to, Say that you're intentionally cla- causing emotional distress on them while they hide your dead daughter's body. I know they deserve to be raked over the fucking coals. Oh, several times over back and forth. Mm-hmm. Babe. Also, I just want to point out here and this is kind of how I saw the story was like, here's the investigation. Here's the investigation. We get to 2011 and then it's like nothing for years until we get to this 2021 case. So I'm just telling you how I learned all of this stuff Mm because it was fascinating. In this time, um, they had searched Ruben's home again. They did a uh, they did a search in February of 2020. And an eyewitness saw activity under the deck of Ruben's home just four days after this search. Mm
1: -hmm. So they
0: call it and they're like, hey, uh, I don't know if this is normal, but I know that you searched this house. And now it's been all night that three people have been digging under his deck four days after you left. Mm-hmm. That's weird, right? And uh-huh. they're like, yeah, that's weird. So they go over. Uh, the three people were Ruben, his wife, and his wife's new boyfriend. Oh, They're they're estranged now. So I guess ex-wife. But oh, like, okay. it, there is something <laughs> in my mind that makes me wonder, how were you on the verge of reconciliation before all of this? And now you're back to estranged. Yeah. That says something to me. Um, but you know, maybe I'm projecting. So it was interesting. And they went back. And you know what they did when they went back? They searched with cadaver dogs and lasers and they found evidence of human blood in the dirt. Of course they did. And you want to know what DNA they found from it? it-
1: sure shit is kristin's right
0: no it was none because this investigation was botched so badly that this blood was so old it couldn't even be taken for dna okay stop making my stomach hurt it's so fucked like even by the time they get there it's too late because of the way this thing started it's so fucked so the activity was done again Reuben, Susan, and her new boyfriend. And the suit states that they believed they were moving Kristen's remains. Okay. So, like, they somehow got away with it after the first search. And they were like, whew, not taking that chance again. And moved her body. So, when the house was searched again, they found evidence of a body being there, but no body. Just the blood that could not actually have any DNA taken from it. So, we're going to push forward to September of 2021. Now we're getting to like pretty recent history. Yes. The official proceedings begin. Now, they have some more understanding of what may have happened. But again, because there's been no body whatsoever, they can't confirm. The other thing is because of this entire history of like attempted rapes, completed rapes. Um, all of these stories that women told of hearing and seeing and like, you know, him being like, give me a kiss, give me a hug. They can assume it was something pretty fucking malicious, you know? Yeah, I don't think it was a slip and fall. However, the statute of fucking limitations was up for everything except for murder. So even if one day we find out what happened, even if he like literally did the worst shit, like unimaginable. Mm -hmm. Hello Kitty murder style shit Mm -hmm. out of the statute of limitations. Only thing we can get him on is murder
1: i don't have words
0: they did plan to use Flores' sexual crime history as well as their witnesses to document 25 years of being a serial rapist and also in case you were wondering again they had 31 witnesses a lot of these women came to testify about his you know rapey behavior if you will yeah um but what's wild to me is there was also a witness testimony um her name was jennifer hudson i don't know if it's the jennifer hudson Mm -mm. hudson but like interesting um that he confessed to her that he committed the crime in 1996 i don't think it was the jennifer hudson i don't think it was (laughs) but i was like
1: queenie but a girl can dream yeah right so she's saying that he told her that he did it the yeah. same year that it happened.: Yeah, he admitted to it. Yeah. OK.
0: He admitted to burying her body. Okay, to her. Okay. So further, you know how I was saying, like the investigators did a whole bunch more work that like nothing was reported on because they were building this case. Mm-hmm. Well, when they searched Flores's computer, they found what did they say? It was hundreds of photos and videos of him engaged in sexual activity with many different women in quote-unquote various stages of consciousness. Yeah, you. that's that's putting it lightly. So Susan and her boyfriend were never charged. Ugh never not once despite being at ruben's house despite having an earring found in her driveway despite digging up her entire lawn the day or like the fucking week after Kristen goes missing which by the way in one of the fucking police testimonies paul was like i gotta go help my mom with the concrete i can't (laughs) stay and talk brb can't talk about it i'm hiding my crime and they weren't like what was that yeah (laughs) where in her backyard where we can search? Oh, we're not going to do it. It's okay.
1: You know, I don't know if you ever listened to Bill Burr, but he has this really funny skit. He's a comedian and he's hilarious. And yeah. He's from the Boston area, so he gets more points than me. Yes. But anyway, he has this skit where he's talking about like having a son and like throwing a ball back and forth and everything and like how those would be the most meaningful conversations you'd have or just those sort of candid, yeah, not formal, relaxed conversations yeah. with your child and everything and like you know bonding or whatever and, and he was talking about how you know he's like yeah if you kill somebody you know you just you let me know we'll get together we'll go to the police we'll go to the police together yeah i'm not covering for you this isn't fucking dexter well yeah. I'm, gonna turn, I'm gonna turn you in yeah but yeah you know i'll go with you and <laughs> yeah, i'll be supportive yeah. it, it was like where's that in this no 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 no.
0: they said <gasps> my son no, they just, they just were like, all right, let's grab a shovel. I mean, I, I guess I don't know. You see, it reminds me of the Bob's Burgers where he's like he's having a nightmare about killing his friend Teddy because he eats a burger every day and Teddy's got like heart issues. <laughs> and he was like, you can't do that. And so he's a stream that he's killing him. And he wakes up in the middle. and He's like, I'm going to kill Teddy. And Linda's just like, what? All right, I can get the kids in homeschooling. I guess we can move. And she's like <laughs> exhausted. And, like that's what this is. His parents are so right or die, it's awful. It's enabling. Like
1: Oh my God. It's like wow, if you had just focused that effort into like yeah doing the right things, maybe so many people wouldn't have got hurt by your spawn.
0: Yeah, maybe the twenty five years afterwards of which he was a serial rapist wouldn't have happened. It's like, were is you know?
1: awkward? Like, when you guys, like, went around the table on Thanksgiving about what you were thankful for? Like, did that I'm come up? I'm thankful that or? mommy and daddy helped me hide a body. Thank you. Like, is he now the Money, favorite please. kid? Or is he now the worst favorite kid? Like, worst
0: favorite? The worst least, favorite. <laughs> least favorite? He's the worst kid for sure. Um, but yeah. So, Susan and her boyfriend never charged with anything. Okay, that's a crime in and of itself, but all right. Her boyfriend, I'll say fine, because I don't even know his name. Like, he, he couldn't have been that involved, but he did still help with that excavating he in knew. the back. So, yeah, there's something there. Oh, this is a big but, animal you want to bury in the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> you sure we got to do that now, four days after your house was searched? Okay. Right. Anyway, Ruben was given a hefty bail at $50,000 that he did pay, but he did have to wear an ankle monitor all the way through his trial. Okay. What was interesting to me is that Ruben and Paul were tried separately, but with the notion that both of them could potentially give evidence that would convict the other. Interesting. So, like, they were going to happen at the same time. With two different juries. Right. Gotcha. Two different defense, like, the whole thing. Yeah. And then if one of them was like, well, yeah, I was doing this with him. That was going to be able to be permissible in court. You know,
1: both defense teams went out for drinks afterwards and were like, they took their ties off. They were like, fuck. Yeah. This is bad. <laughs> they, but, they were like, so what'd you get? Oh, no. His defense team? Shit. They were probably like comparing notes.
0: Like, what what did you get? Yeah. <laughs> well, no actually, idea. his defense team was good, but they're assholes. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. They're not but the But both shit.
1: sets of defense teams were probably like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so um, I just want to talk a little bit about how obnoxious these defense teams were beforehand. Some of it I understand. So, like, they requested a change in venue, which it's been 25 years of this girl being missing. Her billboard is up in two places in the same town. Like, I do get that. Um, that being said, if you hadn't murdered her 25 years ago, maybe you wouldn't have to deal with people knowing about her murder for 25 years. But whatever. Yep. Um They did actually grant that one. They also, at that time, requested for a separate, like, a different judge because she, I don't know, I guess, was good with prosecution doing their thing. Um, Uh, But then that got denied. And when the venue request got accepted, she decided not to go with. So she was like, you can find someone out there. I'm not going to travel every fucking day to, like, a different county for you to dick me around, basically. So we get... Judge Jennifer O'Keefe is a fucking angel. All right. She's 44, which for those of you counting is one year younger than Kristen would have been if she was alive, Mm. which makes me very sad. Um, And then as it was changed to Monterey County, Paul's defense team became just abhorrent assholes. Um, The prosecution wore purple ties. Quite a few days mm-hmm. to these trials. Um, purple was Kristen's favorite color, hmm. so they said they were teaming with the victim. Yep. As I mean, it's fucking prosecution. But did they wear wear orange because it was opposite? Probably. So they were like, "No, it's well within the prosecutor's discretion if they want to wear a color that the victim liked. Yeah, that's fine." um then they tried to make it about the fact that there was a facebook page about arresting paul that used purple as a color and they were like now they're teaming with anti-defendant places
1: um that's not they're not prosecuting him cuz they think he's a great guy yeah no mm-mm.
0: No, it wasn't because of his outstanding his contribution his to society. Or his feelings hurt. Little baby doesn't want people to say go to jail, even though he's consistently offended and hurt and traumatized and maybe killed people. Hurt and
1: traumatized. What's well, <laughs> <and> it? <traumatized.
0: laughs> <laughs> oh, this Sorry. makes me so mad. So then, so then, after we finally get to this trial, it doesn't take long. I mean, it does because there's 31 witnesses, but it does not take long for a jury to be like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, Paul's defense team, their argument against all of this was that it was actually Scott Peterson. You might not know who Scott Peterson is. Oh, I know who Scott Peterson yeah. is. Like Lacey Peterson. Uh, yeah. Who killed his wife. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that's Scott. Um, apparently he was like 200 miles away from the school. In 1996. So, okay. like, obviously that means he did it. Yeah, it's just a quick four hours. I mean, I can...
1: That, that's reaching. They should have stretched before that reach. Yeah.
0: 200 miles of, like, this guy killed someone. See? It was him. Although they did kind of look alike, no? I guess. But I don't know. I just... But this was definitely Paul, all right? Yes. This is definitely Paul. And we'll Stay also on track. People. talk about... The testimony that was given by all of the people that went to school with the two of them and how um, Paul was like, yeah, no, like I just ran into them like while they were walking home and she just needed like someone to walk. Well, that was a lie because he said he didn't talk to her at the party and there were at least six witnesses that put him talking to her at the party, making moves on her at the party and asking her out at the party. Mm. Um, He also had an entire like when they finally did get to search his room, he had so much like. I don't want to say like paraphernalia, but like so much about her in his room. Like really? there were photos of her, there were the newspaper clippings about it, like all sorts of shit. Then, on top of all of that, we have all of this evidence of his serial rape crimes, which none of which have been charged, including a woman who literally the woman who woke up in the house that didn't know where she was. Mm-hmm. She said she immediately went to the hospital to get a rape kit done and the DNA matched Paul's, but she just never pressed charges. Oh. Which I get. We know that at least half of sexual assault victims don't come forward with their crimes. At least half. Right. But if you know who it is. And you know, like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to reflect badly on you. And I don't want to say reflect badly on you like you shouldn't ever.
1: No, I mean, there's a there's a million different reasons why people do and don't. But
0: right in a situation where it's a stranger and it's a confirmed stranger, just do do it. You're going to save other people. And she didn't have to like she didn't deserve to go through that herself. She really didn't. But it makes me so frustrated because then there's not even a history of people trying to do the right thing and get him put away. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing trying to prevent it from happening again. And I think that's the part that's so frustrating is how many times it happened right. and how many times women were like, yeah, no, that's not going to be the right move for me.
1: If you were him, wouldn't you feel like you're on top of the world? and oh, you've yeah. Gotten away with it every single time you've done it for twenty five fucking years. Why wouldn't you feel like
0: you could yeah. just continue to do so? so? That was very annoying. But finally, we get to October of twenty twenty two. Through a long, year-long trial, Paul is convicted of first-degree murder. Okay, finally. Um, again, everything else he did or may have done to Kristen is outside of the statute of Limitations. So, that's super fucking annoying. He can't get charged for anything else he did. Just the murder. Uh. But... I'm sure out of that 25 years of women that he victimized, there are some of them that are well within the statute of limitations. Look that up. Get his ass. I don't care. Mm -hmm. He did that shit. We believe you. Go talk about it. So the count alleged that he, quote unquote, with malice aforethought, murdered Kristen Smart while engaging in the commission of or attempting to commit the crime of rape. Yep. Shortly thereafter, in mid-October of 2022, Rubin was acquitted. Really? There was not enough evidence to pin him for an accessory after the fact. Okay. A newly registered sex offender, Paul Flores, a.k.a. quote-unquote a cancer to society from Judge Jennifer O'Keefe, will be behind bars for 25 years to life for the murder of Kristen Smart with... Out the eligibility of parole thank god or probation and, and like, yeah. I,
1: like how yeah. you emphasized with
0: out, out <laughs> yeah it should be without <laughs> without parole it's so exciting without the possibility it's so nice it's so nice that finally 25 years to life means 25 years to life it's actually good
1: that it's so refreshing they were able to get that conviction without a body because that's
0: really rare it's really hard, but also, like... They had everything yes. but that. Yeah. So that was the totally botched case of Kristen Smart. And by the way, Maya, thank you so much for recommending this, because I had not looked into it. And if you knew this fuck, I'm so sorry. What a ride. What a nasty guy to know. I know. Thank you for recommending this case. Um, I did just want to throw out there really quick for all of you, because... Kristen's body is still unfound because so much is still unknown. There is still a tip line out there. And because the statute of limitations for everything except murder has been passed, if you were a part of a crime, you cannot be convicted for that. The smart family wanted that known with the contact information Mm. because they just want to know where their daughter is. Please, 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 if you know anything, the contact agency is the San Luis Obispo Sheriff's Department. The phone number is 805-781-4550. Again, the phone number for that is 805-781-4550. And if they ask for a case number reference, it's 9606-10965. Again, that's 9606-10965. That'll all be in the show notes. But please, if you know anything, come forward. They deserve to have... At least Kristen in a resting place that they know about. Seriously. Wow. What a ride. Yeah. Kristen's smart.
1: I'm glad that he was finally put away for that, but he got an entire like other lifetime. He got a life. To be able to live that she didn't have.
0: He was 19 when this happened. He didn't get even tried until he was 44.
1: Well, at least the rest of it
0: is all downhill. Yeah. Ideally. I hope that he has the worst time in prison. Yeah, of course. Period. I mean, I don't know. I was thinking like, what do I wish? No, I just I hope he has the worst time in prison. I hope he gets like Hepsi from like a bad Bic pen tattoo. I hope he stubs his toe every day. Uh, I hope that he always fucking horrible. I hope he always gets a soggy end piece of bread on his sandwich. I I hope hope the tomatoes are so frozen. I hope he feels like he has nothing to live for. And I hope that he has no means to do anything else to hurt himself or others. And he just has to live through the suck of being in prison. Yep. Yeah. And you know what? I hope he makes another inmate very happy one day. Oh. Yeah. So we... Damn. I don't feel that bad. He got 25 years after taking... Such a bright light from this world to just go dick around and rape people, I wonder that's if all he she, did with it.
1: If she overdosed, she might have, and that's why because he's not really connected to other murders. I wonder if he accidentally killed her because
0: he gave her too much. It's possible. I also think that it could be whatever happened, like if he was inebriated because he had also been out partying right and he liked to sadomize girls as his record shows. Mm-hmm um does he accidentally go too far in the sodomy oh like Fuck. i I don't know like if you're that inebriated i'm sure there are signs of one to stop doing certain shitty things that he did that people lived to tell the story about
1: yeah i mean you have a point where if in this situation he could have been under the influence too then he's yeah he's not as calculated as he thinks he is
0: yeah, so I hope that he sees her face every fucking day. I hope he can never escape that. Because she couldn't escape him, so might as well go both ways. Ugh, how awful. I'm just glad that her parents finally have all of that litigation shit done. They don't have to go and hear about all these awful things about this man who was alone with their daughter. They don't have to hear his family. Who but they got sued! By the way, these fuckers... The like Ruben specifically would tear down the missing persons flyers with Kristen's face on them and call her a dirty whore. Oh fuck you! While he hid her fucking body under his deck, <sighs> allegedly.
1: Oh my stomach still hurts.
0: Yeah, this one is a rough one.
1: Very much. It's so. it's a rough
0: one, but at least there's some resolution. He's not out there. He's put behind bars. And it was recent, but it is so gut-wrenching that it took so long to solve that. I hope that. someday
1: like, he, it keeps him up so much that he just has to tell somebody where she is.
0: Yeah. I hope he writes a memoir for the police to read and nobody else to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. That's just a manifesto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, He can write one of those as long as he never profits from it. Yep. I'm good with that. Put it out like Elliot Rogers for free on the internet maybe it's like only found in like the dingiest bookstores oh my gosh and i want it to be like paper back with like coffee stains all over the whole thing the pages all stuck together yeah crunchy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yuck <laughs> all right guys so that was my case this week thank you again maya um because it was heavy um i think that i kind of want to do like a show recommendation okay i'm sure that you all have seen you because duh um but if not (laughs) yeah did you ever see that (laughs) video
1: of the newscaster (laughs) (laughs) where she like he's like oh you watched you and she's like me no i didn't do that he's like no you the show she goes there's a show called and then like says her name and he's like no, no for oh my God. god's sakes you and Why she's like OU? me <laughs> just like it's like who's on first but like on steroids and live on tv it was horrible live
0: and also about a murderous tv show <laughs> it was terrible you oh me no you, you. so me no. <laughs> no oh my gosh so there's that one um that one is I'll, i mean it's this season was a mind fuck, though i'll be honest it was my roommate emily's uh, review was quote unquote not enough of the box but she loves the box so <laughs> that's what I could tell you oh because the oh that <laughs> yeah. bo- okay she was like there's not enough of the box
1: <laughs> I mean the box was not really put to good use this yeah. uh, this season I think
0: no but I I was really satisfied with the end of it um, I think it's set up for another good season oh, it, I think it definitely did I also really like The way that it progresses throughout the series. Like I feel like they do a good job of showing someone very um, organized sort of spinning into that disorganization and all of that. So I think that's cool. Can I also just say as an aside that the guy who plays Reese is entirely gorgeous. He is also, um, I mean, maybe this is just me, but Penn Badgley has like always been a childhood crush. He was an Easy A, and then he was in Gossip Girl, and now he's like a murderer, which isn't great. But like, but you don't mind it. No, look at his jawline. Like,
1: <laughs> look at what do, what do we do every week? I know. <laughs> what do we sit and talk about every week? Of
0: course, you're swooning over him. I know. It's the only way you could get away with it. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, There's that one, and then also not to be a little too morbid and to the point, but Dead to Me, great show. It is a good show. It's so good. The other show that I wanted to recommend um, would actually be The Last of Us. Have you guys seen that? Of course. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. So good. I love him. Okay. Can I just say, one of my favorite meme circulations right now is the age difference between Pedro Pascal and the actress who plays Ellie. Um and comparing it to Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend, I know because they're true. like same age difference, but this one plays a dad figure on TV I and it's know. believable. It's so believable.
1: When he said "baby girl,"
0: oh my god, my heart <laughs> imploded. Like no. Emily and I made sounds that I didn't know we could make. We were like, "Oh my god, I'm so." Sorry. I know. I just want her to have like a little loving papa. You know? I know. And she never had that i know <laughs> oh <my> so <laughs> the last of us it gets us real good um it's supposed to be a fun spooky with zombie time um it usually ends up making me cry yeah it's a soap opera for zombie people it kind of is um so that yeah the last of us is one of
1: mine i do think it's a nice take i mean i know it's based on a video game but mm-hmm. like the walking dead right if you read any of the comics or I, mm-hmm. I watched the show, I actually did read a lot of the comics. They were so easy to read and easy to really? find. Yeah, it was actually kind of interesting. It was different. Anyway, I'm not. That's the one and only time I've ever read anything comic, anything. So it was just different. But anyway, um, with that, it's sort of present day okay, and the yeah. world just stops, right? But in The Last of Us, the world stops in like 2003 i think it is and then yeah, something and like then that. the show picks up 20 years after that so it picks up like in 2023 but the world had yeah. stopped in 2003 basically and so for me it's kind of nostalgic for them to like walk around and see things because yeah. i remember like a lot of those things like when they were like the the style in the stores
0: yes oh my gosh yeah
1: was what i grew up with so for me it's kind of nostalgic to see all that like oh what if the world stopped at that time you know all the cars are old
0: you know what we you know 20 years old now yeah it's just interesting and those I will say the other thing I like a lot about it is um that they also follow A, kind of the attempts to rebuild the society afterwards, but also they start showing what the kids that were born in that time period are like. Like, it's kind of fun watching him and Ellie go exploring, because she's like, I've never seen something like that. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I don't know what it was, but it was something super common right now that would not happen. He told her
1: to put a seatbelt on, and she's like, oh, what?
0: Yeah, yeah. She was like, uh... I'm, like, barely a teenager, and this has been happening for 20 years, so catch me up. (laughs) I do think it's really cool
1: because I was listening to a podcast the other day, because naturally, that's what I do, and if you haven't listened to Dan Carlin, I highly recommend that you do so. He's an excellent historical podcaster. His episodes are, like, five hours long. I will listen to them all multiple times. I feel like they take... like repeated listens to really get everything from it but he he did say this one thing and I do believe he was quoting somebody else but he was talking about how as individuals we're unpredictable but in a group we're very yeah. predictable and I think that's really interesting especially in those like a- apocalyptic shows and things like that with what the masses do and what certain groups of people because as groups yeah we're pretty we do one of two or three things always yeah an individual, though, has an all, all kinds of arrays of behaviors and things like that. I just
0: thought that was fascinating. I love sociology. I mean, I studied criminal justice. Of course, I love sociology. Right. But I love sociology and psychology because I'm so, like, I'm curious how that translates. How does that wild unpredictability of the individual translate to the constant of the groups? Mm-hmm. I think it's fascinating. But I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing my voice. I'm not. I could never get tired of hearing oh, your voice, babe. Mm. Do you have any shows that you want to
1: recommend? You kind of hit all the ones that I'm watching. I'll Love be honest. Yeah, we we're the same. the same shit. Um, let me think. We just finished Poker Face, which is on Peacock. It has, Ooh. oh god, her name's like Natasha. Hold on, she's Lyon, Leon. Leon? Le- <laughs> let me see. She. Was in Orange Is the New Black, who I love very oh, much. Okay. Yes, you know who okay, I'm okay. talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just excellent. I, I love her voice. I love her, her I cadence. Agree. I love. It, it was just a good show, and there's okay. only one season out right now on Peacock. It was like free to watch, and we just watched it, and it was really good. And I'd recommend it. What's it about? Um, she has this like gift, mm-hmm. I guess, of just knowing when someone's lying. Okay, that's it. She can just tell, and she doesn't know why or what about, but if. She knows the line. I told you my favorite color was brown. You'd be like, if you were her, you'd be like, oh no, she's lying. Yeah, which is a lie because my favorite color is like purple or green. Purple or green or all of it, Mm -hmm. but like not Barney purple or Barney green. No, you're like a
0: you're like like a a violet, olive, maroon. Yes,
1: yeah, that's very much your palette. All those vibes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but like if you were to say deep orange, like not Mm -hmm. really. So anyway, she can just tell when people are lying, and so it's like a skill. And it she can she's like basically solving murders that's like as she goes, but like she's on the run, so she's not.
0: Doing she's trying to set it, it up
1: to like get pe- like have people get caught, but I she's not doing it. it. Okay,
0: that's it's, interesting. It is
1: interesting. I don't know. It's a cool take. I think it's interesting, and there's some bigger name people in it. Okay, um, like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in an oh. episode. Okay. Simon Helberg's in another one. Adrian Brody, is in like, the first Adrian one. I was like Adrian Monk. No, oh, I know. I'm
0: just nostalgic.
1: I'm trying to think if there's anybody, anyone else that like, jumps out to me. Off the top of my head, not really, but there's some good ones, and it's again, it's not bad. I would. I'm interested to see where they take the second season. I guess is okay.
0: I'm into it. Maybe I'll look into it. You guys should too. All right, you guys. Well. This was a long and grueling case but I hope we've given you a few things to distract yourself with now. A little bit of a reprieve just built in. Yeah. There you go. We love you guys so much. Love you so much. Please 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 do not forget to subscribe to rate to review to leave a comment. Those things help so incredibly much. Um, They
1: cost you zero dollars and they really do help us a lot and they make us want to keep doing this and keep going. So if you liked what you heard if you could do that that'd be amazing and if you tell a friend I'll give you a kiss on the cheek. Right there, consensually and from far away, yes. Like um, uh,
0: symbolically and emotionally. Same with your friend. Refer a friend; they get a free air kiss on the cheek. Of course, only if it's consensual. So, um, please do that. Please check out our Red Bubble. We have fun stickers. We have one dropping soon. We just released the Pod Pet one. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And if you wanted to do other things that would help us but also help you and like Mm -hmm. you wanted to see the beautiful beautiful face of Kristen Smart and the stupid stupid face of paul flores um you could definitely head over to our instagram which is where would you find our instagram though oh my gosh you have a great question so it's on instagram yeah wild okay then you're gonna search up about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word so that's (gasps) A-B-O-U-T, period, T-I-M-E, period, F-O-R, period, T-R-U-E, period, C-R-I-M-E, period, P-O-D, because podcast was too long. You don't think the title was too long? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nope. Podcast was too long. Mm. And so then if you wanted to do that, again, you could see all of this. You'd be able to see our victim resources, our sources in general for where we go and get our things we have reprieves we have pod pets we have so many pod pets and we'd have more coming if he sent us more mm-hmm. um which by the way you could do over instagram but you could also do over email you certainly could with all of their cute little names ali where would that be
1: so if you want to email us you would email us at about time the number four tc at gmail.com so that's a b o u t t i m e numeric for tc at gmail.com there you can send us some case requests you can review a case did you like it did you hate it did you think meh did you want to send us some pod pets did you want to send us something else want to say hey well answer how are you how you doing yeah what's up wow we have you. wow (laughs) so i'm working on it all right this is a little aside i'm working on it so i have my owen wilson wow wow right i'm also working on is that good
0: wow Nope. No, no, I was lost a little, it that time.
1: That was a little too like meow. Yeah, like wow, wow. So then, yeah, right. There's the Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, hot dogs. Wow, like I, I'm. Getting you make it. me
0: want a hot dog real bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But then I'm working on my Rachel Green. Ross. Wow.
0: <laughs> you could have just like an array of wows.
1: I know that's like <laughs> what I'm working
0: on. Wow, like oh I have too much <laughs> I actually See, don't, but i I think my Jennifer Coolidge is okay. Your Jennifer Coolidge
1: is better than mine.
0: mine sounded too You smell like the fo- you sound. you smell like the Fourth of July. <laughs> um Hot dogs? You're not that pretty, and you're not that smart. I'm <laughs> glad we had this chat. <laughs> <laughs> I hated her in that um, I know she was such a bitch, but a funny bitch which yep. i guess is her point point. Mm-hmm. and then also i have my yeah yeah yeah,
1: yep. yeah. good old ariana <laughs> uh
0: someone actually fun fact took out all of the words of the sweetener album and only kept in the yes the yees and the yes and it no. was hysterical I need just to like find that. yeah 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> just over and over again it was so good
1: I bet but it slapped, Anyway, too. you
0: guys, go check that out. But if Please. I look at my clock, that was about, about time, time for true time. Yeah. <laughs> Wham. <Wow. Wow. Wow. laughs>